This is HPR episode 2215 entitled Kickstart Omega 2 Plus First Time Setup Walkthrough and is part of the series Arduino and Related Devices. It is hosted by Jarelo and is about 9 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is I talk about my experience setting up the Omega 2 Plus for the first time. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Forgive the voice, but I'm feeling a little imsy hawking today. Ah yeah, yeah, give it up for the hawkman. Okay, that's enough of that. Back a couple months ago, I kickstarted this Indiegogo by backing Onion Omega 2 on Kickstarter. If you're not listening to System AU, then that's your clue that you should. If I remember correctly, I think I saw Crispy150 and maybe Tjo slash Johect mention Omega on Google Plus at that time and figured I should check this out. It was so cheap and interesting that I couldn't pass it up. Well, I just received my Onion Omega 2 Plus package today. This stuff is packaged well. Inside the nondescript red cardboard box, each module in my kit is packed in an electrostatic bag inside another little hand-folded box. It's like Christmas all over again. I even got an Onion logo sticker. Time to get into this thing. On each little box flap is the website address at onion.io to get you started. This is an almost real-time walkthrough of my first experience with Omega 2 Plus out of the box. Going to the Getting Started web page, the instructions are straightforward. The docs tell you that the LEDs should blink a certain way when first starting up. They also state that things may not work that way. Mine was the second case, non-standard blinking LEDs. As told in the directions, just wait a minute and try connecting to the Wi-Fi hotspot the Omega creates. So, after a minute or less, I saw the Omega's Wi-Fi access point in my Wi-Fi list of networks. Yay! After trying and failing to connect to the URL given, I ultimately needed to use the IP address from the instructions to connect. I logged in with the root password given. The next step was to connect the Omega to my own Wi-Fi network. This seemed to be going well. Yay! But then it took way longer than expected to look like progress. The Wi-Fi Connect screen was just waiting forever. Luckily, I was able to just refresh the screen and start the setup again. It only took a minute or so to actually complete fully the second time. Once your local connection is set up, you're presented with the option of connecting to the Onion Cloud service. I skipped this step. As stated in the docs, you can skip this step to set up later. I'm going to set up my router with port forwarding on my own. This is not in the docs, but I don't want to put my IoT thing on anyone's cloud, no matter how pretty and fluffy it looks. The next step was to upgrade the Omega over the network. I have no idea what this does, presumably update firmware, etc. The Omega finished the web update and went dark. 
According to the docs, it's supposed to reboot and start blinking, but that didn't happen. The docs warned of this also, so I just power-cycled the Omega with the handy switch on the edge of the expansion board, and the Omega started blinking as it should. After power-cycling the Omega, I thought that it would connect to my local network, since the last message in the auto setup showed all was updated and ready. The docs were finished. I found nothing obvious to suggest that I should look for the deeds on my network. Actually, you're on your own to discover what the new IP address the Omega is on. There are discovery notes at the end of the documentation on the website, but they all seem to assume you're already connected to the device over the network. Initially this was confusing. I'm not new to Linux, but I'm not the smartest network person. Since part of the setup process was to connect to my local Wi-Fi, I figured that I would be able to connect through SSH somehow. Unfortunately there was no indication the Omega was on my Wi-Fi network. I did see the Omega in my Wi-Fi network list as something to connect to just as before the setup, but did not see a way to connect to it through my existing Wi-Fi network. I could not connect with the Omega's hostname from the docs which was the last network name mentioned in the docs. The former IP address was not in my normal Wi-Fi subnet so I knew that wouldn't work. Yes, I did try that anyway, but of course that was not the solution. Using Nmap on my own, not mentioned in the docs, I found one new IP number on the network with an open port 22, which is the default SSH port. The resulting list of IP numbers that responded to something active on port 22 gave me the IP number of the Omega. No, Osmk isn't it, no, not that Android tablet, no, not that Android phone, no not the Chromecast IP, no, not Pine64, ah yes, there's the one that looks new and exciting. Having found the one that's not like the others, I tried logging in with the root user as the only use known from the docs. Login success, onion omega message of the day was the result. Okay onto my web browser using the same IP number for more fun. Yay, that worked too. Now for the rest of the story. Once I connected to the Omega's own live website, I was shown a very nice looking list of icons corresponding to several of the possible tools to use with the Omega. I already had the OLED module mounted on the GPO expansion board and decided to see what it does. This tool shows a very nice graphic representation of the Omega OLED dogger board. You can type a message directly on the screen in the browser. Just click the display button to show your text on the screen. There are predefined options on a drop-down list to dim or reverse video on the screen. There's even predefined animations. You can scroll text left, right, diagonal, left or right, and stop scrolling. If you have an image handy that is 100 or so pixels across and 64 or less tall, you can do the same with an image. There are a number of other tools to control a really, a servo, and a webcam. I don't have those, but there are probably similar useful web-based tools for using those add-on boards too. There is only 32 meg of user usable memory so you need to install additional software to use some of the different functions. I don't know how many different tools you can have on the board at one time. There is a handy status screen on the onboard website showing how much RAM and how much of the 32 meg memory is left to use. The GPO tool is one automatically enabled. Similarly to the OLED page, you see a graphical representation of the Omega mounted on the expansion board. This time, you get oblong dots of color next to the GPO pin rows numbered according to their GPO pin. If you've ever chosen a seat on a plane it's the same. You click a dot for the pin you want to do something with. Set it to input or output and set it high or low. Click sync and the changes happen on the board. 
Imagine you have this setup at home with a couple relays for lights, or whatever you want to turn on and off over the net. Connected to the Onion Cloud service would give you control of the board from outside your network. Or, if you're more security aware like myself, you'll set up port forwarding to the board using any home router worth a flip. One thing I didn't mention, is, this thing is small. I mean really small. The normal size expansion board doubles the size of the Onion Omega itself making it the not quite the length and width of a credit card. The smaller expansion board is the same length and width of the Omega itself, two large postage stamps overlapping a little. In other words, even smaller than a Pi Zero. Height is about one and a half the height of the Zero if the Zero has the header pins installed. Similar to Arduino and Raspberry Pi, you can write your own code in C or Python. Unlike ESP8266, which can use MicroPython, Omega uses regular Python. Omega does recommend a smaller version they call Python Lite. The folks at Onion have created their own GPO libraries for Python called OnionPO. I don't have any experience with it myself, but if it's like the rest of the product, I imagine it's pretty good. The most impressive thing I find about this little gem is the way it's ready to go right out of the box. I did nothing more than run through the setup docs and log into the web server. The tools to start playing and seeing something really happen are set up by default. This does not happen with Raspberry Pi, Arduino, or ESP8266 boards. With a couple pieces of add-on hardware from the Onion Store, you can have immediate learning fun with your most inquisitive young person or the want-to-be-electronics nerd adult. I pledged dollar forty several months ago for one Omega 2 Plus, the expansion dock, and one additional dock of my choice. I couldn't help but add on another one plus another expansion board and GPS dock for a bit more when I had the chance later. You know how these Kickstarter things go. This is a very good setup. This is all pretty slick so far. Now I have something else to 3D print a case for. I'm definitely putting my fish tank temp sensor and light on my personal private cloud tonight. Now what to do with my second Omega? You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.